Gal. And welcome to Get Life Podcast. And you're like, oh my god, Bish, what's going on? You're doing episodes again. Yes, we're doing episodes again, and we're going in ham today because we've got a special guest from Koei Tecmo. And no, it's not Nathan, it's Master. Hey, what's going on, man? How are you, by the way? The last time we had Master on was nine years ago. He's an OG on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, old school. <laughs> old school indeed. I mean, last we had you on, you were not working for Koei. You were actually, well, you're a professional gamer, no? You were competing. Yeah, I was competing i was a competitor i guess in the esports or a fighting game space at the time before i really want to get into the main topic of discussion i just wanted to know like how does it feel to be you know playing their games and now working for them i think it's always unreal to me it doesn't always sink in but then whenever i i sit back like during questions like these i'm just like wow how did we get here you know what i mean <laughs> how did we get here but i'm always thankful and grateful for the opportunities that have come my way and and to be able to go from you know esports professional competitor fan and basically industry professional now to be able to have the opportunity to be a part of the team uh, with team ninja over here before we get into the main topic of discussion i just wanted to thank our sponsors japan crate crunchy roll here those ads later on what are we here to talk about today we're talking about ninja gaiden master collection with master what a coincidence <laughs> yes it's quite the coincidence actually it's pure coincidence <laughs> to get into this a little bit more what is the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, for those that don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So Ninja Gaiden Master Collection is a collection of three fast-paced action games that were originally released back in like 2005. So you have Ninja Gaiden Sigma, you have Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and you have Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge. So you get those three games in the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, basically one package. If you like difficult games, it tends to be a, a difficult game, but it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of different weapons and techniques that you can do in there, but it's based off of, you know, the original Ninja Gaiden. If, if anybody listening to the podcast right now is part of those original times back in the old school days it's it's still the same franchise is there anything that's updated for like the modern consoles just because i've noticed that the game is on you know on modern consoles now it's on the switch on the ps4 xbox one pc has anything changed graphically or any like game mechanics or is it just pure essence of ninja Gaiden? yeah it's more so the pure essence of ninja gaiden it's obviously capable of displaying in, in 4k displays as well depending on the platform you're on there's been some small tweaks here and there but it's basically you you know, we wanted to deliver these three games in, in one in one complete package on all current consoles. So it's pretty cool because I know there was a lot of fans that were talking about like, man, I wish I can play these games on the current consoles. Um, you know, I always have to reconnect my old consoles to try to play these games. And, and now you can literally play it on the PS4, PS5 via backwards compatibility, the Xbox One, Xbox series of consoles because of backwards compatibility, the Switch, and for the first time ever on PC. So I personally like playing it on PC because, you know, I'm doing a lot of stuff on PC in general, so it's easy to just jump into. So it's it's just available on all platforms now. See, I didn't even know that these games never got released on the PC before. I would have assumed so, but it's nice to see that Koei Tecmo is actually publishing more on the PC, which is great. Going into it, the games, from what I know, they are in obviously chronological order. They follow this overarching story of Ninja Gaiden. But one thing that I wanted to know, what is your favorite Ninja Gaiden game in this collection? In this collection, uh, I mean, I love all of them. I love all of them. So I know everybody's going to assume that that's kind of like the easy answer. <laughs> The reality is I do enjoy all of them. Each one has their own um, charm. But I will say that the first one in the collection is probably my favorite one of the three. But I do 
enjoy a lot, uh, more than what people would think. Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge, there's something about the combat mechanics on that game that's just not possible in the other ones. And I enjoy the combat so much on that one. But I think the first one has a little bit of everything that makes me like that one the most, you know what I'm saying? But if I could somehow, some way merge that combat with the first one, oh, that would be, that'd be the ultimate one. <laughs> but I definitely like one the most. You know what? I'll be honest with you. And Koei, I'm sorry for saying this, but I did not really like one the most. My favorite. Really? Yeah. Wow. You know why? It's because the game for me is too hard. I'm the kind of person that I play a lot of Shinsangoku Muso, like Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors. So I'm used to that level of combat and I'm, I'm used to pulling off combos quite easily. But mm -hmm. in this game, because I received the press list and in the press list, it's it's telling you, how do you do these moves? How do you do an Azuna drop? How do you do all of this? And I'm like, I can't do all of these button combinations. I was freaking out. I was just like, no, this is impossible for me. And I feel that <laughs> Razor's Edge, because it is a more modern game compared to Sigma or Sigma 2, it just felt more modern and felt a lot easier to pull off combos. Well, one thing that Razor's Edge has that is very similar to Sigma 2 is that they have, both those games have obliteration technique. And basically what that is, is when you delimb one of your opponents, you have an option to do a strong attack, which leads to basically like a short little uh, cutscene of you, you know, obliterating your enemy. And both those games have that. So maybe you just got used to doing it a little bit more frequently on part three than part two. And you definitely didn't do it in part one. So that, that made, made you feel like it was uh, doing it for you a little bit. <laughs> on part one, I, I'm so ashamed to say this, but when you play on the easiest difficulty, it's a lot more difficult to, to die in the game. So I don't know if it makes you invincible, but there are certain things like auto block, especially if you're playing on like the easier difficulties. I was still doing that. I felt like it was punishing me. I was like, I can't handle it. But I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. It is fantastic, especially the scenery in the game. Like for me, that was the first time experiencing the quote unquote origin of Ninja Garden. Yes, there have been games that were released in the past in terms of the NES and Super Nintendo and stuff like that. But in terms of the modern Ninja Gaiden trilogy, this was my first introduction into that. I mean, they're, they're traditionally known for hard games. Uh, it's kind of its reputation. It does that perfectly. I'm not going to lie to you. One of the other reasons why I like uh, Razor's Edge is because, fun fact, that was the first game that Koei gave us a review code. So it, Oh, wow. So it means a lot to me. Back then, it wasn't even review codes. They used to send out discs. That was the first time any games company, not even just Koei, any games company gave me a game to review and it was Razor's Edge. I kind of feel that, that level of nostalgia because I remember playing Razor's Edge and I was like, oh my god, this game is amazing. Like, having never played an Ninja Gaiden game before, I was like, what is this? This is so cool. Like, as you mentioned, this, this whole obliteration techniques, I think that was the only game that I was able to do the Azuna drop in. I was just like, oh my god, this is this is just so beautiful as a game. But also the fact that you can have, like, all these different weapons. I know you can in, in the other games as well, in Sigma and Sigma 2, but there's just something about Razor's Edge. It just cuts better. Totally understand. That's one of the reasons why I, I tend to play it more often than the other two because of the way the combat works. There's something that makes it feel really fluid and it's just enjoyable. It makes you feel like a super ninja. Definitely. I play the game and I just feel as if I can do anything. I know that just sounds really odd, but what this game kind of excels in is the high speed action. Yes, it is difficult. I know a lot of people listening to this might be like, oh, I don't want to play this game because it's difficult. But I, I would say give it a try because there's something rewarding about overcoming that difficulty. This episode is just me 
embarrassing myself constantly in front of someone that, you know, for all intents and purposes, you've been playing Ninja Gaiden for a long time, right? And right. <laughs> I couldn't get past the first boss in, right. in Sigma. It took me ages. But are you talking about the actual boss or the training boss? <laughs> the tra uh, Everybody considers the training boss to be the uh, Murai, which is, which is the guy with the nunchucks. Now it's embarrassing because, yes, it is him. <laughs> I, I couldn't get past him for like three hours. I was just like, wow, why is this game doing this to me? But at the same time, it's great to have that learning curve. And yes, I was playing on the easiest difficulty. That's not the point. It teaches you that you have to think different. Like my gaming background comes from a lot of games where for all intents and purposes, I like to button mash, right? 100%, like even if I'm playing fighting games, right? I mentioned it on the previous episode with you that I just button mash, especially even if I'm playing DOA. So I'm thinking Ninja Gaiden is gonna be the same, but no, there is a level of technique. You need to know what you're doing. And when I got that press release with all of all the combinations, I was just like, nah, I don't need this. I could just button mash and that's fine. No, you do need to know what buttons to press at what time, what weapons to use in what situations, things like that. And that's what I really enjoy about the game. And what I enjoy more so is the fact that I do understand that there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be introduced to Ninja Gaiden for the first time through this collection, especially at its price point, because obviously you're getting three games for such a, an amazing price, to be honest with you. So I've noticed that you guys from, you know, Koei Tecmo America and that Team Ninja, you're actually producing content that aims to help people. Like, where did that idea? come from because it's really rare to see yeah i'm glad you were able to catch some of that so the idea was just basically to uh grasp or kind of give a refresher course to maybe somebody that hasn't played it in so long these games again haven't been out for several years you know you're talking about over 10 years and in some cases because they haven't been released uh in such a long time uh, some people may not have been old enough to play those games back then so i tossed out an idea of maybe we can put something together uh, real quick and kind of serve as a very very low level tutorial to help people understand you know what they're getting into and what they can expect you know what kind of tools do you have in the game what makes this game so unique and special so we introduced or discussed things like you know wall running evading combos simple combos as well as you know things that are unique to every game in the trilogy so regardless of which one you jump into you have a general idea of what you can expect you know what I mean so it was kind of like okay this is kind of what it's about let me jump in here and give it a try not to say that it would automatically make the game easier off the bat like it wouldn't just you could just steamroll through it but it would help you understand okay i remember seeing this in the video that you know i should expect this you know and how to deal with it a little bit and then hopefully they they take that and take their gaming into the next level i'll be real with you it helped me out a lot like especially when you mentioned the wall running the one thing i didn't know how to do initially and what caused me a lot of problems in sigma was how to get out of this pit in like literally once again in the first mission i keep dropping down in this pit after you fight all of these ninjas that come out oh, from nowhere yes. and i don't know how to get back up and i was just like what am i doing like <laughs> i need to jump on the wall i need to do this and that and i genuinely did not know how to do it and that's actually how i found your videos was i was searching on the internet how do i do like this is really bad for me to say but i was searching and i was like how do i do this how do i jump in this game how do i you know jump from wall to wall and then i was scrolling through instagram and i saw it and i was like you know what thank whoever who put this out because it was just excellent like for people like me especially well i'm, I'm glad I'm glad it helped somebody out. Oh, you, you helped <laughs> me out a lot. I'm not going to lie. You <laughs> helped me out a lot. And it saved me 
<laughs> a lot of time. I'll be honest with you because I could not find a single thing that's on good, the internet. That's good. I'm glad. It, uh, that's that, that's the purpose of it. The purpose of it is to help. Not necessarily the really hardcore. There's a lot of hardcore players of Digi Gaiden, and uh, so those videos were not intended for that. I guess you can say demographic. It was intended for the people that are you know trying to get back into it or getting into it for the very first time. Hundred yeah. percent. That being said, we're just gonna go on a little bit of an ad break, and when we return, we're gonna talk a bit more about the game. And I don't know what else, but we'll get into it. I'll see you guys on the other side. Before we get into the ads, just want to shout out our coffee page. If you guys want to support the podcast either monthly or through a one-time donation, we really do appreciate it because coffee doesn't take a fee. So all of the amount of money that you're going to be donating goes straight to us. So that's really awesome. We do have goals set up on there, like for podcast equipment, for artwork and things like that. So anything you donate is going to go straight back into making this podcast a better experience, a better show. We will be using it correctly. So I will assure you that. So that is ko-fi.com forward slash get alive podcast thank you and back onto the ads now it's a better time than ever to be an anime fan with crunchyroll that has the world's largest anime collection you can watch new episodes one hour after they air in japan enjoy access to unlimited ad-free anime read hundreds of chapters across dozens of manga titles and save with exclusive crunchyroll store discount so if you guys go to crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai that's crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai for your 14 day free trial of crunchyroll premium service remember you guys we love crunchyroll we use them on kunai i personally love them i personally use them all the time we've been going to crunchyroll events for a long time long time sponsor of the podcast and you know what they are the best place to watch anime legally online with over thirty thousand episodes and at the moment if you're listening to this they've got the largest fall lineup in history for fall 2022 with over 40 simulcasting titles that is insane so join crunchyroll with our link crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai for 14 day free trial in addition to that you've got different perks with your premium service you can either go with your mega fan you can go with fan service or your mega fan for 12 months personally the biggest savings that you're going to make is if you do your mega fan option if you live in the uk that's only 60 pounds a year that's vat inclusive that's cheaper than any streaming service at the moment especially if you're into anime you got all your anime pretty much in one place that's no ads unlimited access to the crunchyroll library new episodes one hour after they air in japan for your simulcasts access to your digital manga streaming on four devices at the same time as well as offline viewing you would not believe how many times offline viewing has saved me beyond the tube there's no wi-fi there's no 5g i'm like ah, oh, i want to watch anime boom i'm watching overlord i'm watching dr stone i'm watching naruto I'm watching dbz you've got it all on crunchyroll so that's crunchyroll.com forward slash kunai that's crunchyroll.com forward slash k-u-n-a-i back onto the episode okay we are back with master from team ninja that's that's amazing to even say that because last time you're on the podcast like i mentioned you're just a professional player but to work for team ninja obviously it must be such an honor for you what's your job title if you can say at team ninja like what do you do on a daily basis yeah sure so my my job title is community manager for team ninja studio which is the development team um, within uh koi tecmo uh so i engage and uh, communicate with the community uh, generally via social uh, media obviously during these 
kind of crazy times in the world. Everybody's kind of doing everything online. Uh, but yeah, so I communicate, uh, try to develop the communities and, and, and communicate and see uh, what they're talking about. You know, what is it they, they really enjoy from our games that are coming out? And obviously in this case, uh, we're talking about Ninja Guidance. So they talk about, you know, what they really enjoy, some of the, some of the history, their memories, uh, what they like, what they don't like. And I try to take a lot of that data directly from the community and share it to the team. Um, I always say that I'm sort of that bridge uh, between community and developer. Mm -hmm. And my goal is to always help the community in any way that I can. So I think that's the idea is to be, you know, very helpful, be very patient with the community. There's, there's fans of different types and they're all, their passionate levels are uh, on different, you know, uh, levels essentially. Uh, and um, you try to see what, what everyone's talking about and, and take that information and, and share it with the team while also posting, you know, some engaging things like the videos that you encounter yourself to hopefully you know play the game but also you know maybe some helpful tips you know that people may not have ever known that the game had you know so things to kind of keep people talking about the game and, and engaged how difficult do you think it is as a community manager to kind of get people engaged because there have been cases in which as you mentioned there are a lot of the community that may have not been players of ninja gaiden for example they might have gotten in through you know a different game maybe they might have played dead or alive and they saw riho yabusa and it was like oh where did he come from i'm gonna play the Ninja Gaiden game. How do you sort of manage that versus, you know, the hardcore Ninja Gaiden fans that were playing it since, you know, probably the Super Nintendo? Then? Well, I think what's interesting is the hardcore players are always, you know, active and showing new tips and different ways of like trying to break down the game. And I think that's always helpful to, to everybody uh, in the community. I, I've always been a, a big, strong advocate about sharing information with others uh, to hopefully grow the community. For the, you know, the new players, the new players, it's always about trying to see, you know, how can how can they get used to, you know, the games and understand the games, what the background is and everything. It's, it's sort of just, you know, kind of like letting them know, um, you know, what this game is about. And it's always about, you know, trying to see what they're really into. Because Ninja Gun is a very specific game. You know, it's a very fast action based game hack and slash and as you know uh, it, it's it's not necessarily a game that you just go in there and and just push the same button over and over you have to kind of understand what are the combinations and whatnot so i think uh it's it's trying to translate all that information and hopefully help the newcomers understand what makes this game so unique because the more you get into it the more you start to understand wow there is a lot of freedom to this game or are the set of game or these set of, of, of games that uh, make some unique or as to why there's this cult following about like you know ninja gaiden being one of the og of gaming the thing is right because i've known a lot of people in which they don't know what Ninja Gaiden's about, right? They, they're like, oh, okay, that was an old game on the NES, right? Especially now because of the uh, re-release on the Nintendo Switch Online service, you know, you can play these older games on your Switch as well, so, which is fantastic. So a lot of people are, are kind of coming in from that end. Do you feel as though that they might be a bit shocked if they decide to play, you know, the more modern games, the more 3D games? You mean they're going to be shocked in comparison to maybe the original? Yeah, NES into games? the original. Do you think that they, they might be like, oh, I didn't expect that? Or how would you say would be a best way for them to cope if they've played the original and then going on to the, the more 3D environment? Because it's always a shock going from 2D side-scrolling to 3D environment. Right. I think the way these games were developed and, and created, uh, they were done in, in a way that they feel timeless, honestly. So even though they may be coming, let's just say the last Ninja Gaiden game was a 2D side-scroller uh, game that they played. When they come into the 3D world, game feels very fluid. You never feel like something's 
off about it. Very rare when you have those feelings. Um, so I would just encourage just jumping into it, even though maybe they're just used to side-scrolling games. But I would say just jump into it, give it a shot. And um, even the old school games back in the the NES days, the NES days, they were pretty difficult. So I think if they can withstand those games, I think they'll be okay on this one as well. <laughs> I mean, I used to play a long time ago. I used to play the the older Ninja Garden games, and you know what? I kind of felt that they were a lot easier than than this. And that's that's saying a lot. <laughs> that's saying a lot because at least with the 2D, you kind of end up learning the patterns of the bosses and stuff like that. And I know it's the same thing when you're transitioning into 3D, but I don't think I've kind of caught up with that yet. It's gonna take me a little bit more. To Time, but I will tweet out when I finish the game or when I finish a boss. I'm like, guys, I just beat this guy, you know? Like, I'm just, I'm gonna get really hyped for that. But because for me, it's not just, oh, this game is challenging, move on. There is a level of reward, as I mentioned before, to that. I just feel good about myself, you know? We did mention before that, you know, this game is backwards compatible on PlayStation 5 and the Xbox series of consoles. Did you ever think we'd ever get that? Because for me, looking at this announcement, that came out of nowhere. I was just, whoa, I'm not completely. I'm like, yes, I'm glad, but it was just nice to see and being that community manager when the game was announced what was the feedback from you know the fans and the community overall it was overwhelmingly positive honestly um there was a lot of excitement um it did get them out of the blue i think i, I if i remember correctly our first initial announcement or our first reveal of it was on the nintendo direct and uh, with nintendo and and i remember myself looking through channels on youtube and i'm not sure how many content creators will be you know paying attention here but i remember going through different channels on youtube as well as Twitter and different uh, platforms. Just seeing people's reaction because people have reaction videos. And uh, I remember seeing some and, and just smiling, seeing how excited they were because one, they were like, they would either have they would have one of two responses one of the, the the reactions would be like oh yes finally i get to play these games again you know i've always these are like my childhood favorites you know and then the other reaction would be i've never had a chance to play these games i am so happy they're here you know and i can't help but smile at that because that's good i mean it's it's the Ninja Gaiden franchise is so well known and so well respected that uh, when you announce it or like the way we did and have those types of reaction, it's it's good to have that, you know? And uh, so it was very positive uh, when, when we made the initial reveal of the game. And you know what? It being in a Nintendo Direct is, I would say, one of the best decisions, I mean, Koei and Nintendo could have made because that's just huge. I mean, obviously Ninja Gaiden started on the Nintendo to begin with. So you're going to get a lot of fans from that point and also the fact that the Direct is just huge anyway. But that shocked me because I don't know I was watching Nintendo Direct I can't remember what order it was but then there was the announcement for Samurai Warriors 5 which knocked me straight down I'm not gonna lie to you I'm a big fan of Samurai Warriors <laughs> but straight after we got the Ninja Gaiden one I was just like whoa Koei what are you guys doing you, you're just making me go crazy <laughs> I was just really happy and it's a good thing that you mentioned that um but I really want to know about you because you mentioned it this game is a, a lot of people's childhood favorites how did you get into the series because we didn't speak about that last time I got into the Ninja Gaiden series through Nintendo as well just like a lot of people back in the day my brother uh, was a big a big fan of those hardcore type of games uh Ninja Gaiden happened to be one of the harder ones and uh, I just got into it that way and that's how I knew about Ninja Gaiden and later on played the obviously the modern ones and and I'm playing the crap out of you know this master collection right now <laughs> so uh, without dating myself without trying to date myself I've played it since back then <laughs> all right I'm, I'm not gonna reveal your age or anything like that but I mean it's still nice the fact that you've been with this franchise since you're you know a young lad and you're kind of growing up with it and to some extent I mean your career is kind of built around it like 
even back in the day with your you know professional gaming and stuff if i'm not mistaken in dead or alive you mained hayabusa right yeah that's the character i'm very well known for and so it's so it's kind of it's just kind of all interesting how it's all come together yeah i mean there's no such thing as a coincidence in my opinion but <laughs> it was no it's, it's fantastic one thing that i want to know we did mention from the beginning that there is you know the game has the the original essence of the you know, original releases of these games. But I've noticed also that you don't just get these games and that's it. There is additional content that's included that you may have not have had for the original releases, right? Whether that is uh, game modes, additional game modes, or DLC costumes and things like that. And if I'm not mistaken, even some characters as well. Can to talk about that? Yeah, so basically when these games came out originally, there was additional DLC that came with them, you know, after release from their original release of the game. Uh, so basically in this collection, you get all that content um, all bundled in, in this in this package. On top of that, there's a few extra modes that were not a part of the original ones that are also included uh, in the game. So it's kind of like a nice surprise uh, to some people that uh, have never played those modes uh, from from the series. And again, you get it all part of this this whole pack. Uh, care to talk about those modes? If yeah, so there's like the race mode on Ninja Gaiden Sigma, and as well as hero mode wasn't originally included in some of the games. So hero mode being the kind of the easiest difficulty to start off with. That's the mode it, I was playing. <laughs> yeah, if you're, you're if you're just trying to get through the story, see what it's all about, and and not die too much, that's the mode that you would go for. Uh, um, so some of them didn't have that, so those were included to help you know newcomers to the franchise that picking it up for the very first time. That was interesting for me because you mentioned that not dying all the time, right, or not dying too mm -hmm. much. Even on hero mode, you can still die. I, I'll be the first one to say that because that's happened to me a lot, right? It's not yeah, it's not like invincible <laughs> mode, right? Right. Right, right. So you still have the capability of dying in those modes, but it's the idea is not to make you feel so pressured. And on top of that, you know, there's uh, characters like Momiji and Rachel, Kasumi. Uh, they all come out in their respective games that they were originally introduced in. So if they were introduced, let's say, as an example for Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, then you would have, you know, the ability to play as Rachel and Momiji in some of the special modes, like the tag, uh, the tag uh, modes that they have on there. And same would apply for Razor's Edge, where Kasumi makes her de debut you essentially in the Ninja Gaiden franchise in that games. So you can play her in the trials or the chapter challenges, which I really like the chapter challenges. I think a lot of people may not be aware of this in chapter challenges is basically you can go through the whole game or story, I should say, with Ryu Hayabusa and enjoy the game and the story. But what chapter challenges does is give you the opportunity to go through the, those exact same chapters or stages in the game with the character you prefer with. And although you don't get all the cutscenes, you're still going through the same path that Hayabusa went through, except with the character that you prefer. See, that's the thing. I've, I've noticed that's um, a kind of theme that's recurring through a lot of Koei games. I mean, for, for those that are listening, a lot of the people that listen are big fans of like Dynasty Warriors and Samurai Warriors. And that's kind of a feature that's in those games as well. They refer to it as free mode. Basically, you can play as the character that you choose, even if they weren't in that original story. So it's nice to see that coming in, uh, especially with Kasumi. I didn't even know, by the way, this is how clueless I am, right? I, th I always thought that Kasumi was, um, you know, from that franchise. I didn't know that she wasn't. I thought she was from Ninja Gaiden. From Ninja Gaiden? Yeah. Actually, she's not originally from Ninja Gaiden, but she she appears briefly in Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and then she actually 
comes out as a playable character in Ninja Gaiden uh, 3 Razor's Edge. But yeah, she, she's a part of a different franchise, so a fighting game franchise that the timelines do kind of cross in some sense, so that's why she's part of the Ninja Gaiden. Her sister has been a part of the Ninja Gaiden franchise uh, for since the very beginning, which is Ayane. Ayane, yeah. Ayane, my favorite character in like all of the games because you know what? Forgive me, I'm going to say this. She's a badass. She's amazing. Oh, absolutely. She is amazing. I'll, I'll be real with you. Like Even from the beginning, like I kind of squealed a little bit when I saw like Kunai and we didn't get a reveal from her from straight away because obviously this is like the first time I'm playing Sigma. I'm a big fan of Ayane. She threw that little Kunai thing and then the flowers started spinning on it. I was like, oh my God, is this Ayane? Like, I was just freaking out. <laughs> it's nice to see these kind of crossovers and to learn the origins of these characters because there have been so many different games that feature you, Hayabusa, you know? Whether it is games like Dead or Alive or even the Muso Orochi series, the Warriors Orochi, right? Where mm -hmm, he is, mm -hmm. he is there but obviously in a different sense right so clearly he is a fan favorite across many different game franchises that koei kind of operates and creates right so it's yeah. nice to see the origins and it's nice to see you know that he gets that justice the fact that this game exists no i think i think i totally understand what you're saying uh i think what one of the things is Again, when it was originally revealed, I think a lot of fans of Hayabusa and Ninja Gaiden were very happy because it's like we, they hadn't heard about Hayabusa for so long, like an actual game for him. Uh, so whenever we made the reveal, everybody was like, yes, it's like it's time to see the Super Ninja return in some in some capacity. You know what I'm saying? So I think a lot of people are feeling the exact same feelings that you're going through right now. And, and that's good. That's good to hear. That's good to know that that interest is there. Especially for the future. I know that a lot of people are excited excited to see what you know what's gonna happen people are just as excited as you are oh yeah yeah 100%. Uh, in regards to knowing that ninja gaiden was uh, announced and and that he's getting attention so that's good that's good to see that you know what the funny thing is like we mentioned that you know i'm being excited about the fact that you know we got this collection and whatnot i'm not gonna lie to you a few months ago maybe last year i kind of suggested it i know it sounds pretty weird but there's this thing on the podcast especially with koei every time we have a representative from koei or every time we're talking about koei tecmo i always mm -hmm. put out there my my thoughts and what i want to happen and to see how the universe will react right i think we did an episode with a content creator and we were like this is the games that we want and we kind of sat down and we kind of made this we put it out there in the world and then i think it was uh, his name is chris gildart chris actually said hey i want to see a re remake or remaster of the ninja garden games and we got it so <laughs> I don't know. I, part of me thinks, and this is something that I always say every time we get a community, ma a community manager on, if you want something, the community managers are there to listen, right? As you mentioned, you're there to bring that feedback back directly you know, to the developers, to the publishers. So is there any sort of recommendations that you would give the community on how they should ask or how they should contact, not necessarily contact you, but how they should be when they're speaking to you, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, I think I've always been... Uh... I guess personally a fan of like people um, engaging in, in their purest form you know and what I mean by that is basically communicate and just be respectful but other than that like if there's something that you want to discuss or there's something you want to talk about or there's just something that you want to put out there yeah I mean there's obviously several different social platforms rather it be Twitter or Facebook or whatnot and and just post on there be like hey you know we really like this game or you know or, or we haven't heard about this and you can always tag those accounts and you know I'm looking through them and I'm sure the team is looking through them as well but um, I'm I'm definitely the uh, a person that's going to be going through a lot of these you know tags and replies and whatnot and looking through that so um just voice on, on what you like you know i think it's important to know uh, what what the community is is talking about and i have to have to have to have to mention that the community has been 
tremendously helpful. Uh, and particularly for me in my role, because uh, I communicate with a lot of community members directly. And, uh, and, some, and sometimes it, it's, it's a group, a large group of people. And they've always been uh, very helpful, uh, rather be in the Ninja Guiding community, uh, the Dead or Alive community, uh, as well as the Neo community. So all these communities that I've been involved with uh, in, in, in regards to Team Ninja titles uh, have been very helpful. So I appreciate them and I, I hope we continue to have a great relationship like that because I think it helps us both, you know, community and uh, development team. Before we kind of finish off this episode, we're going to go on another ad break. I'm sorry, there's so many ad breaks, but you know what? It keeps the lights running, so we're going to keep it on there. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna have a special segment so let's do that okay before we get into the ads just want to shout out our coffee page if you guys want to support the podcast either monthly or through a one-time donation we really do appreciate it because coffee doesn't take a fee so all of the amount of money that you're going to be donating goes straight to us so that's really awesome we do have goals set up on there like for podcast equipment for artwork and things like that so anything you donate is going to go straight back into making this podcast a better experience a better show we will be using it correctly so i will assure you that so that is ko-fi.com forward slash get a live podcast thank you and back onto the ads are you a fan of anime and japanese pop culture i know i am so why don't you get your asses down to sugoimart all right that's sugoimart.com alternatively you can use our link getlifepodcast.com forward slash sugoi that'll take you to our special link on sugoimart that is getlifepodcast.com forward slash s-u-g-o-i and use our code g-a-l-p that is g-a-l-p for 15 percent off on everything on sugoimart and you can use the code multiple times if you really love sugoimart and you're like hell yeah i'm gonna go and purchase the best things that japan has to offer food and drink beauty items collectibles toys and games you can actually buy gunpla from sugoimart as well as a lot of things for your home kitchen appliances bathroom bedroom stuff they've got these really lovely spy family campus notebooks i'm a big fan of stationery as you guys know and they've got that there as well there's some really cool stuff on here you can also purchase experience sets which is basically like kits to make matcha to make onigiri and they'll provide everything basically Whatever you want, Sugoi Mart has got it. They've got a lot of really cool stuff from Japan. And as you guys know, every sort of month or so, they give us care package that we show off to you guys, which I think is pretty cool. So they've got really nice stuff included. They also sell Pokemon cards and a lot of genuinely hyped stuff. What we want to do is that we want to find out the weirdest things on the Sugoi Mart website and get Sugoi Mart to send them to us. So Sugoi Mart, if you're listening, let's prepare that. Let's just get the weirdest stuff and send it my way. And we'll we'll talk about it on a episode of Umai. They've got some really, really nice stuff. If you want to get items from Japan quite easily, some really nice quirky items, then you can go to SugoiMart.com, use the code GALP for 15% off on your purchase they've got some really nice stuff whether you're an anime fan whether you're a fan of japanese culture or even if you're a fan of disney they've got a lot of disney items on there so experience japan from the comfort of your own home with sugoi mart use the code g-a-l-p for 15 percent off thank you sugoi mart for sponsoring this episode of the podcast and back on to the episode we are back for this episode for this special segment i don't know if you know about it or not it's something that I like to call the lightning round, where, you know, we're not really going to be talking about the game for the bit. We want to know more about Master, okay? Want to know more about it. So I'll be asking you some questions. Some will be gaming related, some won't be. But we're going to start off on a gaming related question. I, I really want to test your Ninja Gaiden knowledge, if that makes sense. 
the knowledge. Uh oh. <laughs> when did the first Ninja Garden game come out? I'm trying to remember because we posted this. <laughs> I want to say 1984. Okay, let me check because I don't know. <laughs> you can't question me on things that you don't even know. <laughs> I'm the one that's questioning here, not you. You said 1984. Sorry, it's 1988. Yes. Oh, 1988. Yeah. Okay. The original was so was in arcades and obviously on the Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes, yes. I was in the 80s. I knew it was in the 80s. <laughs> you knew it was in the 80s, but at the same time, you've kind of revealed your age a little bit. No. A little bit. <laughs> that was just a guess. That doesn't. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay, another one is name. <laughs> this is this is really difficult. But name all the systems the original Ninja Gaiden was released. The original Ninja Gaiden, yeah. I was Nintendo and Super Nintendo. If we're talking about just the original, yeah. because the original one, yeah, was released on Nintendo and then it was re-released on Super Nintendo, but that was a trilogy. Mm, okay, all right. And it, I mean, and it's technically released again if you want to be, I guess, extra specific with the Nintendo Switch. You can get it on the Nintendo Switch through their Nintendo uh, network. I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but you're wrong. <laughs> oh you're my wrong. goodness. Uh, so I'm going to list them off. It's basically Nintendo Entertainment System. Obviously, you mentioned Super Nintendo. The Sega Game Gear and the Master System and the Atari Lynx. How would you have known? I knew of those and I just didn't mention okay. them. Okay, all right. Because they're not like the original, though. I mean, I guess they are. They're just a little different, I guess. But I understand. <laughs> what is your favorite Ninja Gaiden game of all time? Ooh, of all time. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you mine. And this this might sound like an epic meme, but it isn't. And it is genuinely my favorite. Okay. I don't know if this counts as a Ninja Gaiden game, but it's got Ninja Gaiden in the title. Uh-oh. No, we're not going to mention it. <laughs> Why? Why can't we mention it? It's such a good game, all right? I love it. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, I'm not going to mention it. I'll bleep it out, actually. But it's... Yeah, but I... You know what? I love that game. I'm sorry. I love it. It's such a good game. All right? Leave me alone. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you didn't expect my favorite... I would say that, would you? You didn't expect that. No, you? I didn't expect until you started kind of leaning towards a certain direction. <laughs> yeah, so what was your favorite Ninja Gaiden game of all time? My favorite Ninja Gaiden game of all time. Mm -hmm. um, and that's very hard because I do like the NES ones and I and I've mentioned already that I really enjoy the combat system of Razor's Edge. Um, so it's hard to pick, but I did enjoy uh, any of the originals, basically, any of the originals of Ninja Gaiden, the, of the modern ones. So rather it be the original Ninja Gaiden back in 2004 or Ninja Gaiden Black or Sigma. I want to say Black probably has a special place in my heart yeah, uh, more than uh, some of the other iterations, but any of those versions, I, I probably enjoy the most. Okay. Is there a reason for that? There's something about that game um, that maybe to a lot of people didn't realize off the bat, especially when it came out. I think it was really ahead of its time. Um, th those series of those modern, I, I guess you can say the Ninja Gaiden 1 series of games, what they did at that time that felt so ahead of its time was it was a very fast-paced action game with an open world. And, it, I, and I say open world very loosely, but it was like very open. It reminded me of a little bit of games that are very popular like Zelda and uh, things of that nature you know back in those days it was like you're, you're talking about probably like Zelda Ocarina of Time so that Ninja Gaiden game 
was like, you know, it had this open space. You can always backtrack. You can go into other areas, unlock new weapons, go back and use those weapons or certain techniques to go to another area. It was very interesting on how that worked. And I, I enjoyed that a lot, actually. I Just being able to back, something about backtracking to certain areas to accomplish a different goal uh, seems pretty cool. Um, obviously, there was limitations um, after certain chapters, but uh, it was just a lot of fun. I didn't expect that you'd mention Black, to be honest with you, because isn't Sigma just Black? Isn't it just the same game? Yeah, essentially is. That's the thing. It, it is, but there was there's just some minor some minor differences. But I think for me personally, it has what do you call it? A I have history with it because I remember being so excited to get the original and then also getting Black during you know the Xbox the original Xbox releases, and I remember just going to the store. So it has a different feel to me. You know what I mean? Because I was I I kind of grew up with Xbox consoles more than the the Sony consoles at the at that time, mm -hmm. and uh, so me uh, just kind of growing up and, and picking up these games, I was like, wow, like this is cool. And then they made a new iteration. So it, that's probably really why I, I hold such a special place for me. Another question. I know this one might seem a bit odd. What's your favorite costume in the game for, for Ryu? Oh, my favorite one in this collection would be, well, I guess in part one, I'm okay with the original legendary uh, Black Falcon outfit. Um, it was really cool when it was introduced, but I like it probably more than any of the other outfits. Um, in part two, uh, I'm gonna lean heavy on my, uh, I call it my my Hayabusa outfit from the Dead or Alive franchise, uh, which which is a costume that's that's featured in Dead or Alive and it was put into Sigma 2 on there. And then on three, I, I really like the revamped version of the uh, legendary Black Falcon outfit. I like that one and I do like the other one where he, He's kind of like shirtless and he has the kunai on his on his on his legs and stuff i really like that one too but it's either a to on the third one it's always a toss-up between those two they're just such cool costumes in the games and, and it, it makes you feel like you're you're more of a super ninja depending on which one you like the most yeah definitely jumping off from that one what would you say is your favorite weapon because i know there's a lot of weapons in this game you can change them but what would you say is your favorite i'm gonna go first and it's got to be a a mix between you know the the jewel swords or mm -hmm. the claws those are my two favorites. Oh, the claws. Yes. They're amazing. I see. Yeah, I used to be such a huge fan of the the claws, or I guess talons, as they call it in the game. I used to be a huge fan of those, but um, and dual sword seems like the go-to for a lot of people at, uh, at times. I don't know, man. I mean, there's so many good weapons on there, they're, and they're all fun. They all have their own combos, and it's fun learning the combos, you know, and and killing all these enemies as you master each weapon. But I I lean heavy a lot on the dragon sword. I do like the dragon sword because it's just it's kind of like my go-to um, in a lot of scenarios it's a very well-rounded weapon um but I, I have to give some honorable mentions like the the staff okay uh, yeah the, I forgot about staff. the staff completely yeah the lunar staff um as well as the kusarigama the kusarigama was really cool which is like the ball and chain i like that those those three weapons right there are, are, are like my favorite ones i haven't gotten to the point where i'm replaying the games if that makes sense you know what i mean mm -hmm. Because I have a feeling that I'm going to enjoy it a lot more once I've got the skill tree kind of maxed out and, and things like that. You know what I mean? So at the moment, yep. all I'm sticking with, dual swords and the, and the talons. Because the, the finishes with the talons, they're so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're so good. There's something about it. Like when you kick someone's head off, like, wow. <laughs> I, I know it's a bit gory, but wow. That, I would it's say, a good feeling though, right? It is, isn't it? It's just something about it. Yeah. As you mentioned, that feeling of being a super ninja, I, I genuinely feel as though I am just this powerful ninja that is just, ah, uh, 
It's so good. It is genuinely yeah. so good. But that being said, I know I was supposed to ask all these different questions, but you know what? I didn't because I wanted to know more about the game. I want to ask you a question as a fan, not okay. not as you know any anything else, just as a fan. What was the moment where you thought I'm gonna stick with this series? Like, what was that moment where you fell in love with this series? Because you did mention you played the old school games, right? For me, that was when you know I did play Razor's Edge way back when, and and yes, it was the first game that Koei actually gave me a review code for but it was actually the first time i played as um ryu in um and it wasn't in dead or alive it was in warriors orochi 3 because obviously i come from that sort of musou background that hack and slash style background and i was like oh my god who's this badass ninja and i'll be real with you right his moveset in that game it was pretty op like so <laughs> for me that was how i kind of you know wanted to get into the game but what was that moment for you what was the moment in which you thought i'm gonna stick with this series for the long haul i think that moment for me was um when when the development team when team ninja decided to implement so many different things to this character um it, it kind of gave him more of an identity even though he's kind of a quiet ninja he, he does speak from time to time but it's his actions that really stood out to me so for me was seeing movement that you would see in some of the other games that they created like that are alive and whatnot and um as well as the zuna drop i mean i think the zuna drop is something that when you see and do and execute the team made it in a way that makes a lot of sense um, and feels really, really good. You know what I mean? What, what do you mean by makes a lot of sense? Because Yeah, in other words, when you do the combination to do an Izuna drop, something about that combination seems like, yeah, if I were going to do an Izuna drop, I think this is the way I would do it, you know? Okay. And, right. and then when you actually... And, and then when you actually see it, you're just the animation, uh, the way it hits, the way it sounds. The team does a phenomenal job making you feel that. And as the skull shatters or you see blood go everywhere, mm. it just feels good. You know, you, you feel like you, you've accomplished something just by executing certain combos at times. Okay. And when, and because of that, it makes me feel like, yeah, I got to stick with this. Because that, that feeling that I get when I do those things, I want to feel that again. So I got to keep playing this game or this series of games. You know what? I'll be real with you. I've never done an Izuna drop. <laughs> Before, um, well, I tr trust me, trust me when I tell you that when you do do it, you're never gonna want to stop doing it. Is there a video on how to do an Azuna drop from you guys? Was that not, not from us officially? But it's not a bad idea. Maybe we'll put something. You out. should do that just so I can do it because I feel like so left out. I'm seeing all these people doing like Azuna drops online. And I'm like, oh man, I can't do that. I haven't done it in DOA. I haven't done it in Ninja Guy. The only game I've done it in is Warriors Orochi, and the reason why is because the combination is square triangle 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 it's literally the easiest combination in that game and i don't know how to do it in ninja gaiden i don't know how to do it in doa it's so difficult last time when i when you were on the podcast last time i mentioned that i was playing doa with my mom just for the lols you know just to, to have fun and whatnot and she didn't know how to play the game at all completely and she ended up by button mashing doing an azuna drop and i still can't do it <laughs> So someone needs to teach me. I need to learn from you and I need to learn from the best. So you better you better do a video. That's not a threat. I'm just saying you need to do a video <laughs> for people like me that don't know how to do an Azuna drop. I'll, I'll put it into the uh, consideration box. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. That makes me so happy just to know that. But that being said, thank you.
thank you for coming on master i think we had a really interesting discussion today about the game but also about the origins of ninja garden and also how you got into the game as well and also what you do so thank you for coming on i really do appreciate it no thank you for having me on here i mean for those that are listening i hope you guys enjoy this episode as well as um you guys get a chance to check out the games i mean it's it's a lot of fun uh, i think it's at a very uh, really good price and and i I definitely, definitely suggest not just for being a part of the team. I know it sounds biased, but it's a really good, it's a really good franchise. It's a lot of fun, especially as you master it. And just so people don't think that you're biased or anything like that, I'm going to say it. This game, with the price that it's at, you're getting three games pretty much for the price of one. That's just insane. Go and buy it for the value proposition alone um, because you're not going to regret it. You've got three classic games on there that are, you know what, I would say games that have changed or sort of influenced a lot of hack and slash games in modern day right so you're getting to experience that sort of epic origin of not just ninja gaiden but of a lot of modern hack and slash i'm not going to mention them but because they come from other companies but a lot of games today that you may have played started with ninja gaiden and even i'll say it even now like there's a lot of games that have that sort of difficulty and a lot of games that have that sort of hack and slash mechanic and gameplay and stuff like that that are you know are only happening because this game exists so you kind of owe it to yourself to play this game especially if you do like difficult games would you say to end it off would you say that people because i know a lot of people are, are kind of looking towards what team ninja are doing because they've played games like neo would you say fans of neo would like ninja guided i think they'll definitely appreciate its challenge um it's like like you mentioned earlier it's kind of the og of challenging games so anybody that's played neo or games of that genre i think they'll they'll appreciate it and, and understand that wow this is this is kind of where it all came from <laughs> yeah definitely that's also another game that i can't play just because it's so difficult but that being said <laughs> that being said i want to thank our sponsors once again crunchyroll and japan crate like i said it was always lovely to have you on master especially after nine years i'm glad we've done this and hopefully we can do this again but yeah bye 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 <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's how i'm gonna end it just by screaming bye thank you for having me man anytime